you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace, as they say. What I, what I try to at least at least mention that on the show to give folks that uh, that opportunity to maybe question themselves as to, you know, what do I really believe? You're listening to The Signal Man with your host, Josh Urban. Josh Urban. Ladies and gents, welcome to the show. Okay, so a Christian and an agnostic walk into a radio studio and have a conversation. That's right, I was able to catch up with my buddy and fellow DJ, Mr. Brian Woodward, and have him on my show on WDCE to talk about his career in radio and TV, faith, and bringing people the good news in a kindly, gracious way. It's another Grilling with Josh format, my effort to introduce us all to each other. It's a mission of the podcast, and it seems vital in these times of division, isolation, echo chambers, and bubbles. Brian has always impressed me with a gracious way he practices his faith. And trust me, as a classic coastal city agnostic, this matters. I caught up with Brian a few weeks ago and recorded this on my voice recorder placed in front of the studio radio during my show. Dig the radio vibe and dig this cool conversation with Mr. Brian Woodward. First, a bit about your radio stuff. You've been involved with the radio with quite a while. Um, that's right. Uh, 30 years I've been in the broadcasting business. and uh, Good for you. Uh, about three and a half, almost. Well, a little over three years here at uh, 90.1 FM. So, wow. Yeah. Man, and you host your show every Friday. From... Correct. Yep, every Friday night, 7 to 9, right here on WDCE, a UR radio. It's called Under the Needle. It's two hours of EDM dance music. Uh I go by the name of the Great Bonesini. We won't get into how uh, how we got that name, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun for the radio, at least. Yeah, it, they call it, me that at work too. <laughs> it's, it, it's a good media name. It really is. It really is the Great Bonesini. That's that's cool, man. So so um so what what drew you into the, the your your primary focus with the show is EDM. So what drew you into that format? Uh, you know, I've always liked dance music. I'm a top forty guy at heart. So there's a lot of top forty music uh, that is, or a lot of EDM has crossed over to top forty over the last. Uh, I'd probably say oh, five or six years now, um, cool. with uh, you know Zed and the Chainsmokers and yeah. Avicii and uh, just a whole list of folks and uh, right. so that's kind of what got me into it. And then you know there's so much out there, um, and EDM is one of those formats that gets zero, uh, other than what crosses over to top forty, gets zero radio play. Oh. Um, and here on this um, independent voice of the UR campus and the in, really, in my view, the exclusive indie voice in Richmond. Um, it's a lot of indie rock, um, indie classical, uh, indie jazz, and there wasn't a dance show on the station. So, when given the opportunity a few years ago by the uh, lovely Marielle, who uh, hosted Shout View out. from the Afternoon right here on the same station yeah. on Friday afternoons, uh, three to five, or, I'm sorry, five to seven, um, she gave me the opportunity. She said, well, What do you want to do? And I said, Well, how about dance music? She gave me some suggestions, and I brought some suggestions in as well, and I just took it from there. That's awesome. Well, you know, it's been been going great, and it's a it's a wonderful show. I'm usually, um, I'm, I'm usually out doing a gig myself on Friday night, but when I'm home, usually getting ready for Richmond, is when I listen to your show, and I'm a big fan. And uh, I know uh, our I count our, that as one. Our friend, our friend. <laughs> well, well, I'll give you two. Our friend, uh, our friend, and former colleague before he moved to. Florida, Michael Dickerson is also a big fan. Okay, it's his, it's his, absolutely. It's his favorite. I know my show. mother listens, so yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, and I don't know if she's into the music, but <laughs> she's hey. gonna sit through 20 minutes of of uh, music sweep uh, 
and to get to me. So I appreciate that as well. It's it's you know moms moms rock they really do. So well, and I was talking before Michael left town. We were we were hanging out and we were talking about your show, and we were both saying about you know how. It's just a great show. It's an uplifting show. It's got good music. You find and you don't have a ratings diary. That's good. You, you find right. I wish you, you did. You find <laughs> you find new stuff. You break new stuff too, right? You'll you'll find stuff before the mainstream does. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you bring that up here literally uh, probably about a month ago now. Um, Zed, who's a big artist uh, in the EDM uh, world, uh, teamed up with Marin Morris, who is a new artist. Got nominated for a new artist Grammy. Wow. A few weeks ago uh, at the Grammy Awards. She did not win, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, but she's a new country artist, uh, huge in the ACM and, uh, and country music. Uh, she teamed up with Zed and uh, had have, have a song out currently called The Middle. We broke that right here on the show. Wow. Um, and the good thing is, is, you get to do the show on Friday. So I get to um, uh, yes. call it uh, New Music Friday so I can play it before. Um, and then once I break it, and then, you know, the, the, uh, the mainstream stations start to play it. I can uh, look back and say thanks to this program and this station and to my listeners, uh, we were able to uh, at least break it. Maybe not make it huge. I don't, I'm not naive. I don't have that much power. But uh, it is good to uh, be able to play a lot of that stuff first right here. And and how cool that you know you 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 offer that to people. And I think that's a great thing about indie radios. Absolutely. Is, you know you can you can do stuff like that. Yeah. Know? You know there's uh, and believe it or not, uh, ladies and gentlemen who've never seen the studio, there's pictures on Facebook and on the website. But there are CDs in this room. Um, there's yeah. no more CDs at Best Buy, but we still have them in this room. Right. right. And a whole <laughs> so, shelf of vinyl out there. That's it's and really a whole shelf scary, of vinyl. Right? Yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see, by the way, just slightly off topic, it'll be interesting to see how long the vinyl uh, resurgence lasts. Uh, I think it probably has another few good years in it, but it'll probably go away again as well. You wonder about it. You wonder. Because yeah. before, I guess it was something that, um, that people transitioned out of CDs because they like the clarity of CDs better and the convenience of them. But now people are going to vinyl because they like vinyl. So, sure. so, but, you know, maybe the hipsters will right. grow up and, like, actually have to, like, you know, move out of their tiny houses or, or get tired of the collection. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so how, your guess, as a music industry observer and veteran and somebody who's been in it, how long do you think the vinyl trend will last? I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, they keep selling uh, the record players uh, online, and a buddy of mine just, you know, turned uh, 50 years young and got a... Uh, uh, turntable for his uh, birthday from his family, so nice. um, it should be interesting to see. I mean, I don't. It, it's hard to say. You know, uh, I personally use. Uh, I even think I surprised you when I told you this a few minutes ago. I use uh, Spotify for my show, um, and you can find everything there. And I don't have to worry about lugging a bunch of gear in here and yeah. whatnot and records. And you know, I, I have some vinyl that I have way back when I was a young man, um, but I don't have any vinyl now, and I have no interest in buying. Uh, the vinyl or a turntable or anything like that just to have it. Um, I just enjoy the music however I can get it. Whatever the newest genre or the newest wave is to get it will be the way I always probably go about getting it. I used to be a big fan of having copies of stuff. Right. But, I mean, you know, these days, it's as long as you have access to it somewhere, and everybody, for the most part, has Internet access, right. uh, you can find a way to get it. And well, usually for free, too, by the way, or Spotify, is a, there's a small fee a month, but oh, yeah, it's nominal. <laughs> well, you know, and it's funny because I, I have so many albums, and I, when I come to Richmond, I collect them and everything like that, but you make an excellent point about access, and some people might be like, well, you know, what if you lose your internet? Well, I lost my internet and my power 
last week in the uh, windstorm. And ironically, oh, that's right. ironically, windstorm, right? I just bought two new records, well, used records from the thrift store, and I couldn't listen to them because it turned table needs power too. You know, I was. Uh, Darn it. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, so so, but um, you had to revert to a battery-powered FM radio and listen to those great DC stations. I, I, I did. It, yeah. it, it could have uh -huh. been worse. It could have been worse. You know. See, so. it's interesting. So. I'll use this as kind of a slight jumping board. So, you know, people have been trying to kill radio off for years. Right. And at the end of the day, it's independent stations like this one and the commercial stations. There's great commercial stations here in Richmond. And there's great commercial stations all over the country. And, um, you know, the big companies have kind of, you know, beat them down a little bit from a financial standpoint. But, you know, good radio talent and good programming are going to win every time over vinyl, over podcasts, over... You know, um, the many different ways you can you can acquire music now. You can turn on your phone right there. I can turn on my phone and play any song we want. Right. But we cannot get, what you can't really get is instantaneous entertainment from a local personality. And that's something that radio is never going to lose. You know, up there in D.C., you all have a great radio station, WTOP. You know, it's right. all news, but it's live all the time. And, you know, if you listen to that on a daily basis, kind of like I do, you know, you hear the personalities and they become a part of who you are as a listener. Mm. Radio is a personal medium that you can take anywhere. Think about it. Do you yeah. listen to the radio in the shower? I don't want to hear about your other shower right. habits. Just the radio. Right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of it's that kind of feel that you have right. and connection that people have with the radio. And right. uh, you know, it's a hundred years old, and you know, daily radio still has more listeners um, than uh, any other medium, any other media. That's well. That's a fascinating point because I love the format of radio. And what do you think about like um, the iHeartRadio app coming out? So it's like, is that? Um, is that is that working for them? Is that I think it absolutely is. They found a way to monetize it, which is the name of the game. I mean, at the end of the day, radio is a business, right? Um, just like any other business, you right. you need to stay up with the times. Now, iHeart has had their financial problems, but I think one power point of that company, um, and for those of you who don't know, iHeart is a major radio company, um, and also a major internet company now with iHeart, right. uh, with the app and the website. Um, I think it has worked for them. They've been able to monetize it to a certain extent. And I remember growing up, you know, I was a huge radio guy, obviously going back, as I said, I've been in the business 30 years. And I used to dream about days of going to New York and to D.C. to listen to major market radio. And I even I remember thinking in my head, wouldn't it be neat if I could, in little old Roanoke, Virginia, be able to pick up, you know, the big stations in D.C. and New York? Well, look at, look at it now. Now you can with the iHeart app. Radio.com has their own app. Individual radio stations have their own apps, too. You right. can download them all. You can listen to them all online. So it really is a fascinating uh, medium um, that radio has become uh, just so that you can listen to it on. I mean, you listen to your favorite personalities, you know, all over the place. Right, right. Well, that's, it, I'm encouraged to hear your new, your your opinion about that because I, I love radio and, yeah, don't want it to go anywhere. It's just great. Yeah, and people have, you know, there's been a lot of, and I've been very fortunate. I'm, you know, I'm not you know, looking, looking at this with necessarily rose-colored glasses on, there's been a lot of people that have really been hurt by the industry who have been in the industry and maybe lost jobs or lost opportunities. And, you know, I've lost a job or two in the industry myself. But at the end of the day, I think that the broadcasting business 
um, whether it be radio or and you know what, as radio broadcasters, you have to embrace the online. You have to embrace right. the new. And those who have not been able to successfully do that are the ones that aren't going to succeed. But you know, I think that uh, you know, unfortunately, there have been folks along the way that have gotten you know kind of gotten left behind, and and that's sad. You know, I've known a lot of folks who are, were great radio broadcasters, and they've had to move on to something else. So I think it's good to. Um, kind of remember that but right. uh, at the same time it's still a great business uh great business to be in and uh I, I i'm fortunate enough to be able to do both tv and radio so there you go right well tell us a little bit more about that so you started off in radio made the transition to tv how did you get your start and uh sort of a, you know brief overview of your your yeah so at uh at uh probably nine or ten years old i uh um uh we go with mom and dad to the grocery store every uh, saturday night and um or i'm sorry every friday night and it was a strip center back in Salem. Those folks who know where Salem is, it's down in southwest Virginia. Um, and uh, there's a little strip center there with a, a grocery store and whatnot. And um, right at the corner there, back in the back, was the uh, was a radio, a little AM station. Oh, wow. uh, with you could walk by and see the studio. And it was pretty cool in the summer. It was an AM daytimer. And those of you, know, those of you who don't know, some AM stations at night have to sign off by, by, by rule. Really? Yeah, and um, or drop their power, but this one had to completely go off. So in the summer, they'd be on till nine o'clock. Had you know, sun's up till nine o'clock, and then you know, in in December, the sun goes down at five, so it'd be off there at five o'clock. And that was that was a little disappointing. I couldn't go watch, but I could go physically stand in a window and watch oh, what was wow. going on. And it was fascinating, and I, I refer to it as a love at first sight. Yeah. That was the first time I'd ever seen a radio operation, and I fell in love. And from that day forward. Um, all the way until I turned 17 when I got a job at the biggest station at the time uh, in the country, uh, K92 down in Roanoke, big top 40 station, still on the air, been a top 40 station for almost 40 years. Uh, that's where I got my start. And um, so, and took it from there, and I worked there for seven or eight years, and then did some TV down in uh, North Carolina, and then uh, went back to Roanoke, and I've been here in Richmond uh, for... Um, uh, it'll be 14 years uh, in July. Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Time really does go by fast when you start getting old. Oh, man. It's, <laughs> you have a little ways to catch it's, up it's, with me. It's going. It starts flying fast. It's it going. Really flies it's fast. going. It's really, man. Wow. Well, so, so, and then, well, one of the things that um, I was talking with Michael with about, about your program is, uh, well, you know, you, you obviously have a love for the medium, and, and that's such an important thing. I was I was watching an interview with Mr. Rogers, and he was he was telling, I think it was good old Fred. I think he, I think he was talking Fred the sweaters. To, yes, and I think he was talking <laughs> to Charlie Rose, and he was saying about how it's so important for. Uh, he was talking from the kid perspective, but also I think for all of us, he was saying how it's so important to, to have people see um, you do something that you love, and just and just really you know let them let them notice that and and that that infects people and you know it inspires them and and absolutely and it's a sure absolutely just look at and you know you take it out of broadcasting you know look at a teacher you know teachers teachers make for those of you who don't know anything about broadcasting most average broadcasters now i'm not talking about the big stars but most average broadcasters make teacher money mm, basically okay. so especially on a market the size of like a richmond or something like that and you know teachers have to have a love for kids yeah. to be able to teach at right. what they get paid and god knows they work so many hours more than any dj ever would mm. um and uh you know one of the big fortunate parts of um that i've always said one of the reasons that uh, i love broadcasting so much is you really do get paid to to have fun now, i work a stressful job in broadcasting kind of behind the scenes and we can talk about that a little bit but um 
at the end of the day, it still beats, uh, uh, you know, the real stress of, you know, maybe being a teacher, being a first responder, right, or, right, you so know, okay. or, you know, any of the, any of those kind of jobs, which those people are way far and above my pay grade to be able to mm-hmm. <laughs> do what they do. <laughs> well, well, so, so tell us a little bit more, um, interesting points and tell us a little bit more about what it is you do right now. Cause yeah, so I'm very fortunate to work at, and probably the best, team of folks that I've that I've worked with in quite some time over at NBC 12 here in town. Um, it's been a long time since I worked in TV. Uh, TV, for those of you who don't know, is um, is uh, a much faster pace than radio. There's a, okay. you know, there's a lot more to be done. Uh, I worked on the sales side as a traffic coordinator, and what that means is I'm not directing traffic out on the local turnpike, thank God. Uh, no, I, it's my responsibility to make sure um, that I coordinate with all of our um, County executives to make sure that the correct commercials run, and um, and it's a uh, it's 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 a job that I am fortunate to have. Um, it, it's it's 10, 12 sales folks who are really at the top of their game constantly, and it's my responsibility to make sure that I help keep them there. And nice. I love it. it. It's they are. I mean, I could go down the list of names, and it, they're just so great. And um, and I work for great bosses. I literally work for probably the best boss I've ever had in the business. Awesome, <laughs> which oh. is hard to do. Oh, um, wow. which is hard. It's hard to work for somebody that you really like right. and that you really want to please. Really? Because I know that people out there work for bosses they they can't stand. Right, right, <laughs> and right. talk oh. bad about them all the time. Oh my God. But um, I've worked there for ten months, and it it really is a, it's a huge blessing from the Lord that I was able to make that transition because my former location. Uh, was uh, was sold off, so oh, okay. um, and everybody kind of had to go their separate ways, and it was kind of like a family breakup a little bit. Yeah, right. Um, kind of like the sort of like the Brady Bunch yeah. split up. No, no, <laughs> but right, right. <laughs> I think my old manager was Mike Brady in her <laughs> life. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. Well, well, you mentioned an interesting uh, interesting phrase, and that actually gets me to to my next question. Something else I was talking about with Michael about your show is uh, you, you said a blessing from the Lord, and that's you're obviously a, a very uh, strong man of God in, in your thing. And I like how, now I'm an agnostic myself, and I like to... We can fix that. Right, right. He's, he's working on it, folks. He's working <laughs> or, on it. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase yeah. myself. Right. The Holy Spirit can fix right. that. <laughs> so, I have nothing to do with it. Trust me. <laughs> so so one of the things, like I mentioned early um, in the introduction, is with the show is I really like to um, have people sort of meet their neighbors. And, and it's been very nice for me through music and through radios to get to know people who are of different faiths and differing walks of life than me. And I appreciate some of the things that you shared with me. And one of the, the things that I've noticed, the Brian style of, of, you know, of bringing the, the news is uh, very non-intrusive. And, and I appreciate that because, because I've developed a thing over the years, like when I even sense that somebody's trying to be intrusive, you know, the walls, bam. Absolutely. They're, they're there, right? Absolutely. So, intrusive, by the way, on any topic. Yeah. Not just that. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And it's, it's not out of ill will. It's just because, you know, it's, you know, it's you're like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, get, get through the day. So, so um, one of the things with your show is you try to have a nice message with it. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. So, and yeah. so to sort of backtrack slightly, um, one of the things that I started when I started my show is I went to an old radio formula 
um, just because that's really the only thing I know and it helps me, helps me not be lazy. Um, I went to an old radio formula of having benchmarks on the show. Okay. And what a benchmark is for radio is something at a specific time. So at the top of every show, uh, we do the big three. So it's three big songs from three big EDM acts. And one of the benchmarks that I developed probably six months or so in six months or so into the program was the faith track. Now, EDM, as I mentioned before, is a huge genre. It's, right. It's you know it's everywhere it seems. Uh, it's in rap now. Um, there, uh, if you've ever heard of an artist by the name of Lindsey Sterling, that's kind yeah. of a jazz EDM. Yeah. And there's plenty of EDM artists out there who sing faith faith music. Nice. And I was able to find a lot of those kind of acts, and it gives me a chance to kind of uh, again stay focused with the show and make sure that folks you know do get a good message when they tune in. And, uh, you know, in my view, it's all about, you know, praise and worship of the Lord who gave me the opportunity mm. to be on the air. And, and I take nothing for granted. Um, you know, I'm a sinner saved by grace, as they say. Um, and uh, and what, I, what I try to at least at least mention that on the show to give folks that uh, that opportunity to maybe question themselves as to, you know, what do I really believe? And, um, you know, it's uh, it's fascinating. Last night on the show, I shared what's called the three circles, a little study we're getting ready to get into over um, over at my small group and talking about how we're born sinners. Uh, Adam and Eve. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks, Adam and Eve, for that. Right. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. right. Um, and, uh, you know, God's design is for us to be perfect. And unfortunately, sin entered the world. Um, but the one saving grace of that is Jesus. And uh, you look, I, I'm not naive. There are a lot of beliefs uh, that people have. Uh, as you say, you're you're more of an agnostic yourself. Um, all I can really do is share the faith that I know and that I right. know has put me where I am today. And look, uh, it's it's interesting. I went to a church service here last week at a church that I hadn't been going to, and the substitute pastor uh, was was uh, preaching about kids. Mm. And uh, you know, kids these days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about so he has six of them. Wow. My Wait, Brady. <laughs> let me just let me just say it's three oh two p.m. and you're listening to WDCE with a special interview with Brian Woodward. Um, we got um, the great Bonzini, right? That's right. Yes, and we've got an interview on the Sigma Man Show here talking about radio and right now faith. Back to you, Brian. Well, no, so I was just going to, he just real quick gave this story and, and asked all, everybody in the audience to raise their hand if they had sinned today. And I saw a few folks that didn't raise their hand, and I thought to myself, yeah, either you're lying. Right. Because we sin every day. And, you know, you're always stepping out of what God's design is, and you're always trying to correct make corrections on that and the moment you start thinking that you can do good enough for god mm. there's really no such thing what you have to understand is that you're still a sinner and you need jesus to be able to stand there to represent you on the day of judgment and that's basically the christian faith 101 and nice. you know a lot of people say you know well i don't understand why christians believe this or you know how can a loving god do that at the end of the day it really is about your personal relationship with Jesus. That's the bottom line. And you are driven with that through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is inside of you as a believer and speaks to these things. And look, at the, I for one can just say today, I've gone against some things that I just felt the Spirit sensing towards me. And you know, it's just, it's a day-to-day -day effort. It's a day-to-day -day struggle. But you know, as long as you know that the Lord is there with you, He really can lead you through any trial or 
I hate right. to use that word tribulation, right. kind of cliche, but that's exactly what it is. Cliches exist for a reason, yeah, too. Absolutely yeah, absolutely they do. And, yeah. and the Lord, and that's the other thing, too. You know, a loving God will put you through trials and tribulations because He wants to test your fire. And it's interesting, the Bible talks about how uh, God will test you, mm. He will never tempt you. So if you feel tempted, it's not God, it's not Jesus doing that, it's usually the enemy. If you're being tempted, the testing part does come through faith. And, uh, you know, he's trying to, you know, they, they use this cliche a lot, too. They say they're trying to, um, they're trying to uh, mold you and iron sharpens iron kind of thing. Okay, right. So that's, uh, you know, that in a nutshell is the, is the faith. And I, I'm just glad to be able to share it on the program. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, one of the great things about WDCE is, is that, uh, you know, we, we, have, um, we have a great set of folks um, who, are, uh, who are students here who run a, um, who have to do 5,000 other things outside of the station, right. but still pretty much volunteer their time to do things within. And that's the great thing is we've got great community members with great shows, shows I find out every single time I go to one of our staff meetings uh, with folks who have been here 30, 40 years. Wow. And then you've got great students who are half that age um, who are trying to, you know, live in, and breathe the station. So that's why I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to come in uh, every week, excuse me, on my show, and uh, uh, can't do that anywhere else in town, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> well, you know, and I appreciate you sharing, and I appreciate you sort sure. of, you know, giving an insight into it. And, and I think that's just such a nice thing how uh, non-intrusive it is. It's like, you know, here's, here's what I think, um, if you know, not going to, not going to execute anybody if they if they think <laughs> otherwise you know that you're not condemned yeah right right it's, that that hasn't worked in the past you know so thank you for not uh not continuing you know in that in that train of the, that school of thought you know well if you think yeah. about it this way you know yeah. i went to a home show a few weeks ago up at uh, up in doswell and i walked by this one guy and he was selling a product and i won't say what it is mm -hmm. but you know um he he was intrusively trying to sell me that product mm -hmm. and i just kind of relate that back you know um but what you do have to have, though, I will say this, what you do have to have is you do have to have, to have a passion for sharing it. Right. And, you know, really that's all you're called to do is to share. You're not called to, you know, you're not called to, you know, make sure that they become whatever. Right. But you are called to at least share what you believe and talk about what you believe. And, and you know, the spirit will eventually, I'm convinced, the spirit will eventually, if you're willing to allow the spirit in, the spirit will eventually lead you in the uh, in the right direction question for you and that is very encouraging question for you um i think that there's sort of oh it was mentioned a divide earlier and there seems to be a divide of bubbles and it's funny because there's a, a couple screensavers on the computers here at the studio and there's all these bubbles and they're bouncing off each other right so it seems like there's there's and I like to sort of bubble hop, and I'll, I'll, you know, visit a lot of different bubbles. So, you know, so I'll be in, uh, in the bubble hop of, you know, so I'll be talking with you, and you'll be talking about, you know, how, you know, the spirit moves you, and you share, and you do this. And then I'll be, you know, in another bubble, and people will be rolling their eyes and be like, oh, no, you know, it's, it's you know, you know, Jesus people knocking at the door, right? So, so, we, so we have all these, all these different bubbles, so you see all these different things. And it looks like, for the most part, everybody's pretty well-meaning, which is nice. Um, Although, I think one of the dangers of being in bubbles is we genuinely don't see the other person. And when we do, right. so. I agree. So what happens that I'm, I'm, I would like to ask, it's got to be difficult 
sometimes to be on, to be graciously sharing, as you do, I think it's uh, nothing at any time you've told me I've ever found overbearing or like, whoa, man, I didn't ask that or anything you like have that. To keep it, you have to keep it about yourself. But at the same time, you probably run into people who, um, who have been hurtful and I've been like, get out of my face, man, even though when you're not, well, sure. you know, when you're not in their face. Um, you know what, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have some full disclosure here. I'm usually probably not that. I, I feel much more um, at ease sharing behind a microphone than mm. I do face-to-face -face with someone. Um, the microphone is my friend. Okay, um, mine and too. And I've been given that platform. Mm. Uh, mm. Other people are much better face-to-face -face than they ever would be sharing this way. Mm. Um, so it just depends on the person. Um, but I, I do think you do have to meet people where they are. You have to help meet a right. need. And then you have to just encourage them and, uh, and, and help them understand that, you know, um, I, I think we live in a Unfortunately, we kind of live in a world where anything goes. Mm. I think that probably I'm, I'm, you know, far from a traditionalist. But I do think that the world has kind of become that a little bit. Right. You know, just anything goes. You know, anything I want to do, I have ultimate freedom. And that's true. You do. But what, what I've learned from me is that the closer and closer I draw towards faith, the more freedom I feel. Interesting. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, people people think that freedom comes from just, uh, you know, I can do whatever I want. And that's, yes, that's freedom. Uh, and we do have what's called free will, if you, um, uh, if you will. Uh, but um, I see what you did there. Yeah, right. Exactly. But, yeah, so it's it's just, uh, it's it's one of those things where, you know, you know, they're they're right. There's a difference between right and wrong in this world, mm. and you know, and and uh, you know, if if you do look at the world through a biblical perspective, you will see that certain things are right and certain things are wrong in God's eyes. Again, right. we go back right. to the God's design, right? right. Um, but look, I'm not naive. Uh, there are people um, out there who uh, who perform, you know, all kinds of uh, <laughs> evil, if you will. And uh, and look, there are good people. I think all good people are sinners. I know they are. Mm -hmm. um, there are folks that do great things, and uh, you know, my my encouragement would be, you know, if you're good, if you're doing great things within, um, oh, I'm sorry, if you're doing great things without a mm -hmm. a faith focus, try it with a faith focus and see how much that improves what you're trying to get across. I right. see these kids, and God bless them all. Mm -hmm. I see these kids, um, you know, here in the last few weeks. Uh, talking about how they want to, you know, help change the school violence issue, right. and and I, my thought, my first thought was, hey, thank God someone is going to try to do this right. in a way um, that adults have let them down. Right. And I say, you know what? Anything you do, that's great. Just do it with a faith backing. Mm. You know, do it with a faith backing. Do it with knowing um, that there's a there's, there's, that there's a loving God that's standing behind you and wants mm. to see as much as you do this solved because you know no one wants to see the rampage we've been seeing right um right. here the last i don't know probably i can remember 20 years and there's a lot of we won't get into the politics of all that right but at the end of the day again it gets back to what, what were you just yeah. talking about knowing your neighbor right it comes back to knowing your neighbor it comes back to if you're in school and you see a kid sitting alone at lunch you go over and sit with that right. kid you know i feel i feel to a certain extent you know, some of these shooters in the past have felt so isolated yeah. that they had no other choice in their heads but to go do what they did I was because just, they don't know an out. I was just reading a story about a guy who was almost a school shooter, and he was trying to buy a rifle, and and people were just nice to him. They threw him a surprise birthday party. He was homeless. They made sure he had a place to sleep, um, and and that, that changed it. And that right there yeah. is the love of Jesus. Right. There's 
without a doubt, and a lot of people will say, well, I didn't have anything to do with it. I, firm, I firmly believe that it does. Mm. If you show that kind of love, and look, I'll be honest, I've, you know, ignored family members before and mm. have had to really seek forgiveness. Mm. Um, so it's it's not easy. No one's ever right. said it was. Right. I think if you go through the Bible and read it, you know, just as a layman, <laughs> you're going to see that yeah. it's not easy. Right, right. No, I, I was... Um... I was reading the Bible recently, believe it or not. It's a long well, story. See? Working. <laughs> it's, a, it's a long story. Oh, it's wait a, a second. It's a long story. Hey, it's a long story. But but uh but yes, <laughs> it didn't strike me that it that it was easy. So um <laughs> I know, I know it's it's uh it's great and and I appreciate that you know we get to uh to be able to discuss such an important thing in the in Sure, the, in I the, think so. You yeah. know, there's a lot of important, you know, issues yeah. that you know that uh that face our, our times, but you know, I, I remember people um some folks that I knew back years ago kind of hand-wringing themselves over a presidential election, and I won't say which one it was, but they were yeah, hand-wringing right. over it. Right. And these are people of faith. Mm. And I thought to myself, I was like, do you really not believe the faith that you have? Mm. Do you really not understand that God is up, up is up, uh, Jesus is on the right hand of God up in heaven controlling the universe? That's who controls it in my, um, in my faith. And um, and they were hand wringing over, you know, what the world's become and who's going to get elected to this and who's not going to get elected to that. And I just thought to myself, you know, you have to have, you know, a much more godly view of it. Mm. And yes, there are things that people of faith, you know, should believe in politics or whatnot, and, and should vote that. I'm right. I'm a believer in that. In the same way, there's people on the other side that vote what they believe. Right. Um, but at the end of it. I think that uh, you know it's important that you understand that you know we are we are called to um, you know we are called to you know have faith in our leaders no matter who they are whether we like them mm -hmm. or not and uh, and look you got the freedom to protest you got the freedom to vote you got the freedom to go and go and not vote right right exactly <laughs> or not to vote I exactly right yeah <laughs> right right well sometimes it feels like <laughs> sometimes, sometimes well so so um well. Well, once again, thank you. We should you. start electing uh, teenagers. They seem to seem to be the ones with, with all the right answers here lately. It, they do seem. I mean, I remember um, getting involved in politics when I was a teenager. Although I don't think I was too busy looking peeking through windows of radio stations to worry about. Yeah, hey, look at this, right? Look at this. Oh, man, well, I was making a ruckus playing guitar, but but yo, the uh, the. I don't know, like, I think the male brain is, is if it's ever fully developed, is not developed until, like, 25 or 26. Oh, okay. Like, it's actually missing part of it. So I'm still 20? Is that what you're so trying to tell they, I'm 12. I'm always 12. You know, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so... Call your mother and ask her that. Oh, she would certainly agree. She would certainly agree, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, that's, that's, a, that's another story. But um, anyways, what would you say... Um, to anybody listening who might be, you know, in a, in a different bubble. Um, what would you like them to know? Not necessarily about, you know, what you've said, you know, obviously you, you think, you know, Jesus is the light and the truth and the way and all that stuff. And I think, um, I think that is, is something that they've heard before, although it's really nice to hear somebody personally be so convinced of it, which is good, right? So I would ask this, this next, so obviously... It's important for you to keep saying that. I'm, I'm framing the next question. I'm afraid I'm doing it rather clumsily. What would you like? I never mistook you for Tim Russer. So, so the late great. So, so yes. <laughs> so, what would you like them to know that 
so so an agnostic, one of us heathens. What would you like one of us heathens to know? Um, not necessarily. Well, yeah. What, what would you like them? Something you think they might not know. Whether it's like people knocking on your door have feelings too, or or um, you well, know, something cool that, you read, or or what would you like them to know that you don't think they know? Yeah, I mean, I just you know, I, I just think it's important to have relationships with people. Mm. Um, I think we, you know, I think that's what it goes back to. You know, I worked for a boss years ago who, you know, preached that. Um, it really a non, it really in a non faith way, even. Uh, you know, you have to have you know relationships to get to know people, and that's really what it's all about. You know, again, you know, if uh, someone is looking like they, uh, you know, may need some help, and, and you can be helpful. Um, I'm not real good at walking up to strangers. That's not me. Um, but some folks can really do well with that. Some folks can really do a good job with just a stranger. Um, I have a hard time getting to know the neighbor. So, well, But I would encourage anyone who is, who is struggling with, you know, the world at large. Let me kind of answer the question with, with maybe framing it my own sure, way to a certain extent. Absolutely. Yeah. If you know somebody who is, you know, or if you are someone who is struggling to um, fit in, or you know, I know right here on this college campus, you know, I'm sure there's students who have, you know, uh, who have come from, you know, the middle of nowhere, right. and they're struggling to fit in with, you know, with the either the culture on campus or maybe one of the classes or another roommate. You know, just uh, just know that, um, you know, there is. Uh, you know, there's a face set out there that that wants you to that wants you to uh, to join um, uh, and to love you, uh, and that's what it all gets back to is loving thy neighbor. Um, I would just you know I would just encourage them to, uh, to you know do some study, do some research on it, nice. uh, and and realize that you know and realize that the uh, you know that the folks out there who are Christian believers who do fall short are human beings first mm. and and they have come to a faith and sure there's folks out there who you know say they believe but you know they're not really you know they're not really there i struggle with that myself i think most believers do um but i hear time and time again well i gotta you know if you you know have faith then how could you do this well <laughs> because i'm a sinner that's right. why <laughs> right right yeah that, that saved that by sense. grace does so that's the key so i think um and i can only speak for myself uh, people, I think, have to do their own research. I really do think they have to do their their own research on it. Um, you know, get yourself into, uh, you know, uh, you know, an organization here on campus uh, or out in out in the public who, you know, churches are a good place to go. You got to kind of do your homework on that too, because mm. you know, it's churches filled with guess what, sending sending people, right, and run by those too, by the way. So you got to kind of do your homework a little bit and try to try to find a place where you fit in. But uh, I think if you allow the, um, like I have. Uh, if you allow the spirit to kind of take over that effort, um, then I'm, I'm confident that uh, that you'll be encouraged and land in the right place. Brian, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts oh. and and your heart and your spirit and and. You, you get to sing any EDM? While? Well, well, you know what? I will. Uh, I will, I got the, an old. EDM track that uh, I'll oh. close it out with. I was just, I was just. You mean, a, you mean a rave back track? A That's what I call it. A rave back track. This is, uh, <laughs> yes. We're, we're going to drop this one in a minute. Make sure the speed's right on this one. But um, you know, thank you once again for coming sure, by the show. Sure, it was fun. Hey man, great to have you I here. I talked that much along. I don't talk that much on my show. Well, so. well, hey, and you <laughs> folks should tune on into his show, uh, seven to nine p.m. Eastern Standard WDCE. Well, I you do your your show uh, a little little clip there because it's awesome. Yeah, so uh, it's uh, Friday night seven and nine. Uh, this coming week, I'm get to fill in for. Our, uh, by the way, and I can't say how great she is enough. Uh, Jay Venables, host of the library here on uh, WDCE. I'm gonna fill in for her this week. Shout out to Jay from uh, nine to eleven on 
Wednesday night. It's a school night, I just realized <laughs> what I'm thinking. <laughs> but I just came to place some EDM in her slot, yeah. and then my regular slot is Friday 7 to 9. Continue to try to do as much new music as we can. Listen, you know, I, I, again, just like with the faith stuff, I'm not in this alone. If you know of something or you know of an artist uh, who's local, I'd love to play more local EDM acts. I've, yeah. I had a couple that I sort of was on the fringe of playing, kind of didn't work out. Um, but uh, if you know some, some folks, just hit me up on Facebook at Brian Woodward, and I'll be more than happy to, uh, you know, get them on. Because I think that the more exposure uh, local acts have, this is obviously the place to do it. You're not going to get it on any of the bigger stations. This right. is the place to get it to yeah. get it on. Um, and then the bigger acts, too. I mean, you know, I'm not afraid to play a big act. Because, again, you know, college radio is for the indie acts and the stuff that's not heard anywhere right. else. And EDM's not, you know, the indie, EDM is a, is a expansive genre really isn't on anywhere else except for you know maybe satellite radio you right. can find the stuff but who wants to pay for that right yes seriously <laughs> hey brian thanks again for swinging by and no problem and uh well we'll catch you on the flip side you've been listening to the signal man show i'm your host josh urban and we're broadcasting every monday wednesday and friday on soundcloud itunes and everywhere fine podcasts are found i hope you've enjoyed this as much as i have and hey during season two try to get more people involved with this so drop me a line at joshjoshurban.com or tweet at me at don't josh me you can have a, a story a question a hello a shout out to aunt margaret or a good deed that you saw or that you did doesn't matter it's so nice that you're here so keep it fresh keep it funky keep it real and i will catch you on the flip side see you next time